All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Inside Flakes. We're back, and uh, we're going to be talking about some of the recent news, and also we want to get into box office uh, of the past weekend. Uh, keep on forgetting this, but my name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with Richard and Raymond. We are three brothers who are obsessed with movies, obsessed with television, and we like to get together and talk about some of the recent headlines, I guess. And uh, just go through our, uh, you know, our thoughts about the about whatever has come up during the week. Uh, but let's start with uh, box office. Rich, tell us uh, what was the top five movies that that was in the past box office. The number one movie in America was Mean Girls, the sequel or whatever the, the what was the it? stage musical adaptation stage musical. <laughs> with twenty eight point six million, huge monster of the hit. Number two was The Beekeeper with sixteen point five. Yes, three. <laughs> Number three was Wonka with 8.4 million. Number four was Anyone But You with 7.1 million. Mm. And round out of the top five is Migration, 6.2 million. Also coming in, uh, number nine was the new film, The Book of Clarence with a disappointing 2.5. It was a, a, was that it for the new releases? Just those, those movies? Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. I mean, some, but there was way too. Uh, the re-release of Soul from Disney. Oh yeah, did you even hear it was coming out? Came out on like a thousand screens. And pa- I think Kung Fu or what's it called, Red Panda or whatever it's called, that's supposed to come out pretty soon in theaters. Possibly. Um, let's talk about Mean Girls. The this adaptation. I you know the original. I mean, I I think critically it's been ter- you know terrible. I don't think like a lot of critics like that movie. And I think the new one. Yeah, this uh, musical. I mean, the the promotion of the film. Kind of shied away with the musical aspect of, of the movie, so I think people were shocked that it was actually a, a musical version of the movie. I thought there were. I think people were more thinking it was either a updated version or a remake. Um, well, that's how they sold it. That's how they basically. sold it, and I think maybe I, I, I'm expecting actually a big drop this week. You know, they're for its second week. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, maybe the uh, the Mean Girls. Well, it's, it's still doing well day to day, right? Is it? Like okay. it's number one, and it made two million yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, did it? Okay, wow. Well, see, yeah. I guess people do do like but, it. But you know, yesterday Beekeeper made one point seven. So I mean, maybe those two will be a little closer next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually quite excited about the Beekeeper doing so well. Uh, David Ayer, he, this is his comeback. Uh, I don't know what was his last movie was Tax Collector, which uh-huh. was basically a, a movie that went to VOD. I don't think it even hit theaters. Or if it did, it was uh, selected theaters. Was that even during the pandemic or was it before that? It was during just Shia LaBeouf's controversy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it also had, it was hit by another controversy because, you know, people thought Shia LaBeouf was playing a, a Mexican, which he wasn't. They, <laughs> they, you know, they, they, they mentioned that he was a, 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 a like a white person living in a, uh, a Mexican community or a Mexican, Mexican, um, you know, neighborhood. Yeah, um, but it's not. It was nothing new to for David Ayer. I mean, remember, remember harsh times. Christian Bale did yeah. a fabulous performance. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically, basically the same character the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. But I, I mean, critics didn't like that. Critics don't necessarily like um. David, da- well, David Ayer's <laughs> movies, and actually, yeah. was surprised that a lot of critics have been praising uh, Beekeeper for its. B movie aesthetic, um, yeah. I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is a ninety four percent. I mean, yeah, wow, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's a very um, different movie from David Ayer. I'm sure a lot of people probably don't even realize that it's a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mostly, I guess it's mostly the the selling point is the Jason Statham of it all. You know, that he is this guy. He's he's kind of like Gerard Butler in that sense. Like people go to Gerard Butler's movies because of that B-movie action thing, you know. Well, it's a, just a wacky uh, like action uh uh, a John Wick, thriller, a John, John Wick knockoff, really. But a, a, no, more of a, a revenge thriller. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just a simple, very easy premise. You know, getting ripped, someone getting ripped off, and him, you know, being the hero of it all. So. Yeah, he wants to kick people's asses for for stealing from an old lady's an old lady's right. money. That's I mean, that's how simple he could get. What's mm-hmm. not to love? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that the, you know these are the two big movies that came out last last weekend, and uh, they're they're vastly different. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they're competing with, for the same audiences. Uh, but what was your thoughts on uh, Ray? What's your thoughts on, 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 you know, just mean girls. I mean, the, I would say the mean girls maybe was a surprise, you know, real surprise. For me, yeah. for, me for both, for me, both of them are big surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was starting to see some, some hype, and some excitement being built up for both movies towards the end, mm-hmm. like towards like like that final week, you know, before they were released. But I still wasn't expecting numbers like this. I was honestly expecting half for both of them. Like I was expecting Beekeeper make maybe you know eight million, and then Mean Girls maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. This is this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, it's also just kind of something that's a, a bit different. And I mean, people seem to have been kind of rejecting, you know, the movies that came out in, in theaters or in Christmas, like Aquaman and uh, The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be like, you know, more of what people wanted. Yeah. And I was surprised that like the orig- original Mean Girls movie uh, uh, has become more uh, um, a favorite. You know, I, 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 guess... I, 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 I'm not surprised by that because I saw it happened growing up yeah i guess that's what it is i i didn't realize yeah, that uh, I, uh particularly for a woman in her maybe 30s uh, uh thought of the mean girls movie as like something that they cherished you know it's something no that, the original the original mean girls has always been on television it's it's one of those right. uh, uh it's always being migrated it's on my every, every it's my uh, generation's clueless yeah exactly yeah it's, it's yeah that same venue and it's always been uh, on every channel, I mean, uh, uh, off and on, so it's available everywhere, and it it, yeah. it seems like, I mean, I think Clueless is a great uh, comparison. Uh, you know, it's funny because like you always hear like Lady Bird is that kind of movie, but it's I think it's really Mean Girls is that that film that everyone talks about or centers well, around. I think they tried, you know, t- to make it. Uh, Last year they they tried with bottoms. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, yeah. they wanted that to be like this generation's, but but no one cared. No mm. one watched it. Um, it. It's unfortunate that you know the the Mean Girls for this generation has to be like a a, a remake. <laughs> yeah, well, a musical remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, originally this movie was supposed to be released uh, direct to um, Paramount Plus, I guess. Oh. So they, I mean, they they. Um, essentially put it on theaters and it turns out to be a huge hit but another great decision by paramount um but talk about poor decisions sony with the book of clarence that was horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Damn>. i mean <laughs> someone well, I mean, told jay-z right no one cares about his movie yeah jay-z is a producer of this movie he's, he's working again with um 
the bullets. I, I forgot his name. Was it Samuel something or I the bullets? He's the he's the he's the guy. The director. The director. Um, and he's, he's also he's the, known for uh, a music video director, right? Um, isn't that how he started off? Yes, I think so. I think he did. Or am I confusing him with the director of like White Men Can't Jump? <laughs> Because I know that's also a music video director. No, he's the like, one who oh. did the Netflix film "The Harder They Fall," which was oh, okay, okay, okay. right. But oh, I you didn't like that one. No, uh-huh. no, I didn't like that one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, well I didn't I like that, it either. I thought the, I thought the, um, the, the set direction was a fan. The, you know, the the, the 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 look of it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, and there's a visual flair to to style. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen Book of Clarence, and I I don't know if it's any good. Honestly, I thought book I thought Book of Clarence looked kind of fun, it, but to me, it didn't seem like something that I would you know go to the theaters and go see. It felt more like a something that it didn't even look like something that would be playing in theaters. It looked like something that would be on Hulu, premiering on Hulu. Uh, yeah, and um, and if it were premiering on Hulu, I would have watched it. But well, I'm actually, again, I, it doesn't really it doesn't really make me want to. It's not. There's nothing about it that makes me want to go out to the theater and go see it. I'm like, I'll I'll wait till. I mean, it's, it's a, bu- a biblical type of movie. Where they got the black, a whole black cast to play these t- biblical uh, characters. Yeah, I don't but, know if that. I feel like it's supposed to. It's supposed to be like their like Monty Python, right? I don't know if it's like even... almost like the, like Jay Z's Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's even that jokey. I think it's a little bit more serious. I have to see it. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell from the trailer. Honestly, I don't think it's that much of a satire. I think it's actually it plays off more of a serious thing. I I, I don't know. Well, I, 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 bad bad marketing because you honestly can't tell yeah. <laughs> from the trailer because I I know what you mean. It does seem like it's supposed to be somewhat serious, but I also think it it's supposed to be comedic. I think it's supposed to be actually like the Ricky Gervais movie, The Invention of Lying. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that that kind of tone. Well, were they supposed to? I mean, the, I mean, they obviously wanted the MLK uh, release for it, right? I mean, is that I what it was? So. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, black audience didn't want, to, they didn't want to see it at all. So no, they went to go see Beekeeper and and Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, they probably watched NFL. That's for sure. That's true. Well, like well, a lot I of people, really I think most of America went, just stayed home and watched. Uh, oh yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. the playoff, the wild, the wild card. But I think I think bullets are. Um, his name is James Samuel. I think I think he does have a, um, some talent, and uh, I hope it comes back with something else, something different. Um, uh, I still support his brother Seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you should work with Seal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the really missing combination. Yeah, yeah they're brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as his younger brother. Um. All right, let's get into some uh, uh, news items. Um. Well, I mean, uh, let's talk about the Emmys a little bit, and also the Critic- Critics Awards. Uh, there's really nothing to, much to say about it because it's mm-hmm. basically the the people you think won won. Uh, Bayer was a big winner in both both uh, ceremonies. Um, but it was good to see um, not only Bear, but also uh, uh, Paul Giamatti. No, um, and Netflix. Um, beef, beef. Yeah, sorry, beef. Yeah, Bear and beef. Yeah, the beef <laughs> continues to win these awards. We, we saw sweep. this. In, we, we saw sweep. Yeah, we saw this in the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are the main. Also, Succession is of course because it's the final oh, yeah. season that continues to win. Was there anything, Richard? Anything you saw that that surprised you? Either the Critics Awards or or the Emmy Awards? I, I thought Paul Walter Hauser, <laughs> he was surprised himself. <laughs> I mean, but that was a great performance by um, him in in that uh, 
Blackbird? Blackbird. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. I, I really, although I didn't really um, understand his rap, <laughs> salute. Yeah. But it, it was cool how he uh, set, he gave props to Ray Liotta, and that was the best thing. Yeah, and I, I think everyone else in his category, right? You're talking about the Emmys? You're talking about the Emmys right now? Right, the uh-huh. Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, did he, did Dave win anything for like best comedy yet writing or anything like that? No, Dave, no. Dave has no, always been a show that uh, that we all love. We think mm-hmm. it's probably the best comedies. The, I heard comedy. it, I heard it got some nominations this year. Oh, did it? I, I didn't notice anything. I didn't notice anything. Um, I think for for best comedy writing or something wasn't it? Uh, if it was, it was it wasn't during the show. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I missed some some of the category. Well, um, I mean, we are a big supporter of Dave. I think it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what the, probably the one of the better comedies to be airing right now, and yeah, although it, it doesn't I, I get any love, it doesn't get yeah. any, any awards, but I mean, it should get a lot, it should have had a lot more looks. I mean, in this season because uh, of the cameos that they had, also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I actually like the, the last season better. I, I, but I did, of course, love the season finale. Of the, um, <laughs> no, you, do you think that there's a disconnect with, with the Emmys with like regular viewers because this year? Even though the Emmys was postponed because of the actor strike, but it was a, a, one of the I think the lowest rated show oh, yeah. in history. Because it was going against football. Too. That's true. Yeah, mm. it was also Monday. Yeah. I don't know why she was a Monday to to air this. Well, I mean, it was like you said, it's because the pandemic. I mm-hmm. mean, it was um, it was. Well, not the pandemic. They got, they're, the, they're the trying strike. To, oh, I'm sorry. The strike. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're trying to put all these um award shows back to back. I mean, it's just because they got a. a it's the end of the year, basically. <laughs> this is the only time they could do it. And uh, I mean, SAG is going to be next, and all that. It's going right. to be. It's going to be. It's going to be flooded. I mean, the Academy Awards is just around the corner, and they got filling all these. You know, it's going to be every other week. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and, be- <laughs> and like, like these two, it was every other day. Yeah, and Oscar. I think the Oscars is in March, and so like up mm-hmm. until March is going to be every yeah, you know, like you're saying, every other week is going to be a an award show of some kind. Mm-hmm. Well, but um, um, Oppenheimer seems to be the biggest movie, and so far, I mean, what do you think More the like- Oscar nomination is going to be next week? Uh, what are the um, Surprises? what are the shoe wins? Well, I think I think Paul Giamatti is definitely a bigger. I mean, he has the momentum right now after mm-hmm. he picking up a, a critics award. Um, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie yet, the holdovers, but mm. I I I think I still think it's going to probably be Killian Murphy. Right. I mean, it's those two yeah. that are going to go back. I mean, those are those are the ones that you know. That's has be. Paul Giamatti. He won an Oscar for Sideways, right? I don't believe. I don't so. think so. I, I don't think so. He never won an Oscar. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. That's why I think this this might be his oh, year. No, I, I, he must have. Right? He must have. You could well, look it could up, Rich. Can you look it up real quick? Yeah, he I'm won one Oscar. Sorry, I mean, but was oh. it for American Splendor or? No, nah, I don't think it was. He won an I Oscar. I didn't think that was nominated. Oh, I'm sorry. He was only nominated. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think he was only nominated, nominated for, for a beautiful. Oh, yeah. Then you know what? Then maybe Man. he is gonna win. That that he might win because of that. Because I really thought he he had won before. For I thought he won for Sideways. Was he even nominated for that? No, I, I think no. It says only nominated one. For I think what it was, was it Cinderella. Cinderella. No, IMDb is being frozen. Oh, I think it's Cinderella Man. Um, and, and, you know, to be to be honest, I think uh, uh, there was a yeah, it says here Cinderella Man. Um, when I saw him in the, a roundtable discussion with a bunch of other actors who are the you know 
all vi- vying for the uh, nomination. And then you know the the the, uh, the host of that interview was I think it was a Hollywood reporter. He mentioned that Paul Giamatti basically worked with everybody on that table except maybe oh, for yeah. Killian Murphy. And um, I'm like, oh, that that makes me think that you know he's made him new friends. With yeah, he, yeah, people love this guy. People have known his work. They respect his work. And if he does get nominated, and he, if he ends up winning an Oscar, I think it's going to be for a body of work rather than just that performance in Holdovers. Even though I think he's very good in Holdovers, I didn't think there was anything, you know, it's good. It's it's a solid film. It's good. and But there was nothing that that's, you know, shouted out saying, you know, I'm a front runner for, for an Oscar. Um but you know, I mean, I, I a lot of times that it's not necessarily the performance that wins you know, these awards. And it's usually the connections. Did you guys watch Oppenheimer? Did you guys watch Oppenheimer? Not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Oh, because I, I, I'm very curious how you would think, um, Killian uh, about yeah. Well, comparing the two performances, because Killian, Killian Murphy, like he's he's always been a great actor, but I really think you know Oppenheimer's you know on on another level for him something we've never seen from him before. Mm. But I also do agree that Paul Giamatti is this guy that has this whole body of work, and it's kind of shocking that he hasn't won an Oscar at this point. Mm. So I can kind of see like kind of both sides, like both arguments. Like I I don't. Well, I think it's, it's basically the same thing. How Robert Downey Jr. is going to be picking up a, a best supporting actor uh, for Oppenheimer? <laughs> I don't think he should win. I know. Well, that's that's the thing, but I think he's going to win because it was. I mean, uh, it's just a body of work. It's his time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But um, I I don't know if it's the I don't know if he's the best perform best supporting performance of the year. But I don't, I don't it, really care. It, it could be like Robert Downey Jr. is going to represent Oppenheimer instead of Killian Murphy, right? And well, I think it it it's most likely going to be Christopher Nolan's year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that could be true. And the best picture is, well, yeah, a, a likely category to win. Yeah, yeah, best picture and best director. Yeah, probably it's, it's probably that or holdovers. So, and uh, would Oppenheimer be uh, original screenplay or adapted? Adapted because of it's based adapted on the book. The book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I might win that too. Or it could be the it could it could be a big winner that year that night, or it could be the biggest loser of the night. <laughs> Nah, it's not going to be a big loser. It's definitely going to win some big ones. I think I think Downey Jr. is probably the front runner, even though I haven't seen his performance in it yet. But so far, he's who been else picking... has, uh, no, who else has been nominated the competition in the supporting roles? Uh, Robert De Niro in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I didn't see that yet. Oh, who was the other ones? Um, um, I can't remember. And Best Sporting. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't, you know. No. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Poor I Things. I didn't see Poor Things. Yeah. And other ones was uh, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction and uh, Charles Melt, the newcomer, made December. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Actually, Robert Downey Jr. should win. I haven't seen Poor Things yet, but I mean, everyone talks about how good Mark Ruffalo is yeah. in that movie. And that's another guy with a big body of work. But yeah, still seems no, but he's he's you know he works a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, personally, he, like I haven't finished Killers of the Flower Moon, but what I've seen of Robert De Niro's, he is playing a character we haven't seen. I mean, he's he's acting, you know, and a lot of times in his his particularly in his later stage of his career, 
it seems like he's been like uh, going through the motions with a lot. Of, with well, a lot it's because of... he's been doing a lot of comedies and stuff. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure I never saw that one with uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> oh, one, one of the I... best movies of the year. <laughs> But I'm sure he's going through the motions with that one. But at least here in Kel- K- Killers of the Flower Moon, he is playing a character, and he is very good in it. And I only saw the you know the first hour. I have to go back and finish it. But I was really impressed by his performance more than say Leo. And I lo- I really like uh, uh, Lily uh, Gladstone, but she's she's a front runner. But I think Emma Stone's getting the momentum right now too because she's picking up a couple of these awards as well. So she might you know sneak yeah. a, an Oscar win here too. But uh, um. She'll yeah. represent poor things. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, like I said, I keep on hearing about Mark Ruffalo. He's he's supposed to be very good, too. Um, all right, let's talk about some other things here. I mean, we're pretty much done with Emmys and Critics Awards. We're going to be... Next week, we're going to have to talk about probably the Oscar nominations. I think that comes out mm-hmm. on Monday, next Monday. So we'll talk sure. about that. Um, let's talk about Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film. There, there was some news about how mm. he is... Uh, picked up a cast it's leonardo dicaprio and sean penn and regina hall oddly enough and this is kind of the first time leo is going to be working with paul thomas anderson before you know before he was very close to of starring in boogie nights and then yeah. he, well i this is the first time all three of these actors are going to work with him right i guess so no no sean penn was in uh, the last movie right with uh licorice yeah. pizza pizza right yeah that he? small part oh yeah i forgot about that but yeah. regina hall <laughs> Interesting choice. We don't know the the plot details because that's been ki- ki- being kept under wraps. But it's going to be sh- shot pretty soon in California. Uh, I think there was maybe rumors that it's going to be set in modern time, or this is not going to be a period piece, but more in the modern take. I don't. I, we don't know if it's a comedy or drama, but uh, I think mean, Regina Hall. That makes me think it may be more of a comedy, or I don't know. Well, I mean. More than likely, all three of these actors are just going to have supporting roles. Oh, yeah, that's true. It could be. It could be just centered around like a newcomer, like like Licorice Pizza. You know, be, oh, what he did before. Well, when was the last time Leo did a like a supporting role? I mean, Django. I mean, that's probably like last one. Yeah, probably. I guess. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and a lot if you don't count if, that, if you so. don't count, don't look up. Oh yeah, I mean, well, he's a, he's the ensemble. He's this. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, Di- DiCaprio was uh, initially the the front runner for Bo- Boogie Nights, and right. I he think recommended. He, he, he recommended Mark yeah. Ruff, uh, Wahlberg, and then he went off to do the Titanic movie. Right? That, was right. that the story? Mm-hmm. Was it this? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so, or like his scheduling was uh, conflicted. Yeah, something like that. So, it, so thirty or you know how many years has it been? Thirty, twenty five years later, he's now working with Tom Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, uh, that's a that's a cool thing. Uh, you know, Leo yeah. working with Paul. Of yeah, course. I'm yeah. surprised it hadn't happened already. I'm sure he was approached uh, plenty of times, but still. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just you know, a busy, busy actor. Uh, do you think like Leo's now? It's kind of you know you're saying that this might be a supporting part. You think Leo at this point in his life is like, hey man, I'm done with all the leading stuff, especially after Killers of Flower Moon. No, I could just no, do more, no. you know, character stuff. You know, no, no, no. I mean, okay. He still <laughs> he still produces his a lot of his films. I mean, he was supposed to do um, 
he was for the longest time he was doing he was doing the thomas uh i mean the uh theodore roosevelt right or, oh roosevelt. yeah 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 there's still a lot of project under his yeah. uh, uh label his don't even get me started on akira was he supposed to do akira <laughs> he was supposed I, to do a robotech a, movie right was, was it robotech or I think akira, it was robotech sure. a long time ago might have been both yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um but yeah so he still has uh, uh um some pr- producing uh you know projects projects yeah yeah uh let's talk about the kind of the not too big of a surprise news story that came out uh david gordon gordon green has stepped down from directing the exorcist <laughs> deceiver this is a sequel to exorcist did he gets didn't he step down or they stepped him down <laughs> i don't know this is a sequel to the exorcist the, the, the great hit the exorcist believer uh this is uh so this what happens here is that universal and blumhouse or Blumhouse. No, Blumhouse and Morgan Creek are now searching for a new director. Uh, the film's release date is now unset. So, uh, and- you know, th- this whole situation makes me so sad, but not for the reasons you might expect. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, I don't feel bad for David Gordon Green. Uh-huh. I feel bad, actually, for, I feel bad for Jason Blum. <laughs> for spending so much money? Like- on yeah, because he's got this rep- he's got this reputation for, you know, like, you know, penny pinching and always like saving money. And then, like, you know, uh, David Gordon Green makes all this money with the first, or with, you know, the 2018 Halloween, mm-hmm. and he really gambled on him, and he stuck with him till the end, and just <laughs> everything, like, really completely backfired. And it almost feels like with all the money that they lost in, in Exorcist, that probably equiv- equiv- equivalates to, like, all the profits they've gained over all the years <laughs> of Blumhouse, and it's just... It's just crazy. I mean, they spent how much money? How much money they spent for that? Four hundred million just oh for my the right. God. Wow, wow, yeah. And the and and the bo- movie barely made like a hundred million worldwide. I don't know how you could recoup that much money. Do you and, just say fuck it? Like, let's not go with Deceiver anymore. Let's or do I, we? I I don't know, man. Like they have the rights. So. Yeah, does that mean they could do whatever they want with that? Could they like turn that into like a TV series, or they can? Like, I guess so, but I don't think they would want to go the TV. I don't think they would want to go the TV series, right? Because that's what um that's what made Fox dump it, right? Because they did the they did oh, the Exorcist right. TV series right, yeah. TV series with uh, Gina Davis like a while ago, right? Yeah, and that that didn't supposedly it was pretty good, but uh, it backfired for them. I don't think it did well, and um. Yeah, I'm surprised that they that Blumhouse paid that much for it. Because I mean, after the failure of that Exorcist TV series, I felt you could probably talk down those rates <laughs> a couple hundred million. Do do you? How about this? Did they just totally stop the sequel idea and just kind of do another remake, or do? Well, hopefully they paid Ellen Burstyn all <laughs> for all three movies up front. I mean, <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what the what the rules are like i don't know if it's a player like play I mean, it could, no she could have got to get a player play i mean no i mean like uh, about making another sequel like do they are there requirements do they have oh. to spend a certain amount of money do they have to do they have to bring back um linda blair is that something that oh yeah Dude, i don't gosh. i don't know <laughs> i don't know like but i i think the smartest thing to do would be to just make a very very cheap you know blumhouse style <laughs> You know, shoestring budget Exorcist movie, and just use the Exorcist theme song in the trailer. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's what's the essence of a, of an Exorcist movie? Really, just like a kid being well, possessed. Well, right? I well, I we I guess we maybe we talked about this a little bit in our in our review of of the movie way back when. Yeah. But 
I think the, for me, like what makes an exorcist movie is the Catholic aspect and really making oh, that um, really kind of grounded and realistic. Cause to me, the original exorcist is basically a drama mm-hmm. and what makes it feel so kind of creepy and real is that all that kind of religious stuff feels like it's almost like, like it really happened or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, so, so I would make it more like a documentary type. But I don't, I don't, but I don't know if that's what people want. Yeah. I don't know if that would make money. That's why I say just make a cheap ass Exorcist movie and then just just milk the theme song in the background. I for the trailer, I mean, you know, because I'm a hip guy, I'm on on TikTok. <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, really creepy videos of people, uh, you know, searching for relics and stuff like that. Like, or here's like a old, you know. A statue that they just found in Russia or something like that, and I think there's something. I mean, because like in the in the very beginning, of wasn't the, that the plot of the Exorcist? The beginning, yes, yeah, and I think you could do something about and, and I think that was a uh, what that was said in back well, in the another a period piece, did, right? Another movie that came out mm, the, no the same year uh, last year. I mean, did fantastically, and uh, it's basically the same premise. I mean, you just talk to me. Mm. It's a, and mm-hmm. it's you know a found idol or whatever the a relic, yeah, yeah. No, but I it's think just, you could do something like an uh, like a uh, historical element to it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it definitely I don't think that to do a direct sequel to the Believer, it's a good idea. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't think anyone really cares to see the continuation, especially the the, the continuation of that story. Yeah, and also, um, uh, like the the because I'm pretty sure David Gordon Green wanted you know for the sequel to for Linda Blair to have been a part of it, uh-huh. but I don't think people care. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, even if you even if you make a movie that you know the diehard Exorcist fans love, that's not a huge audience. This is a movie mm-hmm. that came out in like the in the 1970s. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> people are not that. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not yeah. Scream, you know. It's this is right. it's not the nineties. <laughs> yeah. It's taking it back. Yeah, they, they did the whole thing wrong. I mean, with especially like Anne Dowd's character. I mean, they really wanted her to continue it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they screwed it up. They, they yeah. Well, up. they're in a bad spot with this this franchise, and I don't know what they're gonna able to do. I mean, it. he was already running too thin with Halloween, the finish yeah. final Halloween. Yeah. That I mean, they both turned. And it, 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 does it? I wonder if this is more. I like Halloween, <laughs> yeah. but I wonder if this is. I mean, more... I mean, look at. I mean, look at. You know, exactly like Brayman. He's a fan, uh, a fanboy of all all things horror. And do you think if anybody was from the Exorcist believer came out to do, you know, a fan signing, do you think anybody would get paid to you know, get their signature? Hell no. Well, they, they, are Jones, doing, they are doing. They are doing it. The, the 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 girls are are doing conventions. Oh. So I, I imagine that they must have some people on their lines. Well, I think this news no, about no. <laughs> I think this news about David Gordon. Well, Green's- I'll say this: when when I went to the Halloween convention, the actor that played um, the 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 Halloween's the, different. Halloween. No, but the the, the Michael that Michael Myers guy, you know, the, yeah, the guy that kills Michael Myers or whatever. He was he had a long ass line hour long hours long line at that convention i think it was his first convention but but still so i mean i i think the exorcist believer girls probably will have a <laughs> i think it could be forgotten as just as quick probably well you mentioned uh scream uh here's some really quick news about scream what the potential of scream so 
um, Melissa Barrera, who's the star of the last couple episodes or last in- installments, as she was. Her was, new movie looks fun. Yes, she's back working with the radio, radio silence guys, and oh, what was it called? A- Abigail? Is it called Abigail? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a cool trailer. Um, so she's continuing to work with them. Uh, though the, those directors are off the franchise, they're looking for a new director. But uh, ne- Nev Campbell's has expressed that she was David Gore Green. Oh no, no, <laughs> I don't know if he wants to do that. But Nev Campbell has expressed willingness uh, to return to the franchise if they well, of course <laughs> give her the. The if she's uh, if they were willing to pay up for the for her to come back because the the initial uh, problem for her not coming back was they didn't want to pay her I guess a, re- a respectable salary for her. her. Uh, but well, uh, she 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 said that um, she'd come back under the right circumstances, and yes. she also said that yeah. she she wants them to um yeah, and right. she wants them to do the right thing. And she and she says that she she's not you know happy with this whole situation that's happening. Mm-hmm, yes. So it sounds like she's still kind of like on Melissa Burr's side, kind of, because it doesn't it, like what I'm saying is it doesn't show, it doesn't sound like you know like if they offer her a bunch of money, she's just gonna do the mo- the mo- do the movie. I think I think there's a couple Anybody other things. Anybody <laughs> that, that, That's the thing to say. I mean, if the if the dump, if the dump truck comes in. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna drive it. But I don't I don't know if they're gonna throw the dump truck because they didn't do it for 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 Jenna Ortega and they. <laughs> well, that's a big dump truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's an important one though. Uh, do you? Yeah. What's your th- well, Raymond, 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 what's your thoughts on the Scream franchise? Is it completely fucked? I mean, uh, oh yeah, I think it. I think it's fucked. Okay, so yeah. you don't think this is. You don't think anyone could save it? Like even you bring Nev Campbell or your, you know. Well, I, well, I look. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a convention um, next next month, right? Uh-huh. And Nev Campbell's going to be there. I'm specifically going because I, I want, I want to meet her really quick, and I'm going to beg her. Don't do the franchise. If she does, if she does do this movie, that it has to at, at the very least be something fresh and not just another retread of like another. Uh, just another typical screen movie because mm-hmm. what these what these new filmmakers have been doing was kind of taking the franchise in a whole new direction and doing new things with this franchise and the i think the last thing that fans want is just another sequels that's just going to be the same bullshit that was basically two and three you know we don't want that again yeah i, I definitely don't want i don't that want again. just another I don't, another rehash i don't even know if i really care about sydney coming back the character Sydney. i don't either but yeah. i but i but if but, but if she does sense. come back i hope yeah. it's i hope she, she does come back for something that's at least or fresh you mm-hmm. know what i mean i don't but at this point i think um you know the the storyline i wanted that's dead i mean melissa burr is not coming back they i from i heard rumors that they tried to get her back and she's she's done mm-hmm, right good so for her. Good i for mean her. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, uh, um, yeah, it's such a weird thing. I mean, I don't know if anyone, it, it, the franchise itself has been split by old fans and new fans. Uh, uh, and, and it yeah, seems like the that's old, true also. the, well, old the fans, franchise itself is not that, um, popular. I mean, it, it, I mean, although if it's a huge, uh, like franchise as far as like, uh, licensing and, uh, like, you know, 
You mean EOD, Blu-ray, or whatever the shit is. Right, they, right. There's a whole bunch, you know, they could make a, even if it's not a huge hit in the box office. I, I, to, to, I think right now at this point, I think I would bet Scream franchise over the Exorcist franchise. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> but still. Even though I know, I know what you're saying, like the box office is not enormous. It's not, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not worth the. The, um, the headaches. Yeah. I think they could just, why not just, just maybe remake it all over again? Just do the first one all over again? Just update it? I don't know. I mean, again, it's like, what, what, what do you do with Exorcist? What makes a Scream movie a Scream movie? Is it Ghostface Killer? Yeah, it's got to be Ghostface, but uh, I or mean. Do you I mean, change you the Ghostface? Uh, like, do you change up that, that, that makeup that or that mask? No, I mean they did that for the TV series and they backfired for that. It's over then. I would, I would, I would make another. I would, I would say if you're gonna reboot Scream and like oh. completely, you know, get get rid of the cast, I would just remove the satirical element mm-hmm. and just make it really dark. Maybe borrow a little bit from from school shootings and oh, like wow. that and stuff like that. No, I mean, go, yeah, make go go dark. I mean, it'll be a new take and it'll be something relevant. That was supposedly what they were going to do for the original Scream Three before uh, the Calib- Columbine shootings happened. Oh, oh, so it's also mm. so it's also like there's canon, there's history. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I would just just do something like that and just go really dark and remove the whole satirical element. Well, here's another one, and I don't, this is this this news story. I, I I'm not sure about because I'm, I'm not sure if people. It's an it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. So uh, Danny Boyle and Alex Garner's the, the the creators behind uh, 28 Days Later, they're coming back with a sequel called 28 Years Later. I'm it's, all in. <laughs> yeah. What's your feelings on this? Because you got the original director and writer. Both of them are terrific filmmakers in their own right. Uh, going back to the zombie genre, but, I mean, also going back to a world where it's 28 years later in the apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse. And they're... And they're right. uh, they did 28 days later and 20 weeks week later what happened a month <laughs> <laughs> it took forever yeah. <laughs> now it's years man. years later yeah they gotta do months gotta do months first. maybe uh, no but aren't aren't they planning this as a two-parter or something well they're like saying they want killian murphy back but no way i mean did they say that two months no, twenty eight. I mean, and it's it's gonna be twenty eight years later anyway. I mean, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why you want to do it. Okay. And I think it was uh, it was uh, two thousand. The movie came out in two thousand, so it's basically twenty eight, almost twenty eight years, twenty four years. So the, by the time that, they get uh, a script going, it's probably going to be twenty eight years. <laughs> twenty eight years, and they should have like. I mean, there be the cast would be. The only humans left in the world. Yeah, I think so. Right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a. Maybe it's kind of like a, a, a start. A, a start over. I mean, basically. I mean, they had I mean, the zombie uh, apocalypse already faded out for you know like oh it's like fifteen a, years ago, whatever. Basically, and then yeah, re- rebuilding could, the human could, society <laughs> again. I don't know. I mean, Alex Garner is a great writer, a terrific, terrific writer, and he if he had some ideas, and it seems like. I mean, I know Danny Boyle needs a hit, but I don't know if he needs <laughs> this is the project for it. Uh, but if Alex Garner has a kind of, I mean, isn't this an, Danny uh, Boyle? Wasn't wasn't this Danny Boyle's only hit? In a lot of ways, yeah. 
in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not mean that in a, in a mean way. I mean, I, I love Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. I one of my favorite filmmakers. But mm-hmm. I mean, I know the other. I never really thought of him as a hit maker. Right. Right. But uh, was I think Slumdog Dog Millionaire was pretty successful for for oh, its yeah. budget, right? Yes, yeah. I think uh, was, that was a big awards contender. Yeah, or awards winner. There, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of movies. Even like Train Spotting made its money. Um, uh, I'm sure there's a couple. I mean, I, I what's the one with uh with James Franco stuck in the rock? Um, oh, a hundred and twenty seven days. days. Yeah, I think that did fairly well too. Uh, but like his, but but uh, Danny Boyle's. I mean, he's been pretty much out of uh, out of the conversation. I know he did a a, a, a FX series. His last we, movie was his last movie was Transpotting too. I don't know, but I, I remember he did a, the FX series about oh yesterday. Se- oh yes, <laughs> but he he did the FX series about Sex Pistols that we liked a lot. The the Pistols. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And. But he's been just doing like some TV stuff, you know. He, uh, like you were saying, yesterday was his last feature film, which is not didn't didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. That was well, it's, it's so weird that he did that movie. It doesn't even feel like a Danny Boyle movie. Yeah, I think I think that was his musical. You know, didn't he wanted to do a musical? Um, I think his last did he? last acclaimed film was probably uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, which which was a box office. Dud. I mean, Failure. Yeah, it didn't do yeah, that the, much. The Ashton Kutcher one did better. No, <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this the project? Is this the movie that's gonna make him a um a big success in the in the box office? I mean, I don't know. It could. Mm-hmm. But it, you said the writer's could. coming back. Alex mm-hmm. Garland Garland's gonna come back. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I have more faith on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Garland has. Been like I haven't seen Men, but that was a very divisive movie. And uh, mm. he has a new movie uh, coming out this getting, year. He's been he, he's been get, becoming less accessible. I think that's probably the nicest way you can say it. <laughs> uh, he has a big movie coming out coming out this year called Civil War, which is a lot of people talking about. Oh the yeah, came yeah it looks awesome. Yeah, so that could, and that's a two, eight eight two four film. So or you know, so I think that's going to be a much buzz about film. I don't know if it's going to be a huge. Did you guys box watch office. Devs? No. Uh, that's the FX series that he did, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't check it out. I tried getting into it, and I was like, I, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I never, I didn't, I, I only watched one episode. But, you know, the, for him to say that he's willing to come back, that means he has an idea, or both of them have an idea of doing mm-hmm. something for 28 years later. Or maybe both of them are like, we need a hit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. And people like these zombie movies. <laughs> And it's a Disney film now, right? I'm not. Yeah, I, I guess so. It was Fox. No, well, well, honestly, it was. It was probably. It was probably a combination of like, you know, that was you know one that was the most successful movie we've ever done, and uh, hey, it, it was what a coincidence that it's 28 years later in a couple <laughs> yeah. of years. We should we should come up with a sequel or come up with an idea, and yeah, but was, wasn't it a, a Fox Searchlight? Yeah, uh, yeah, but it could it could have been like a a British production box just oh. bought the rights to distribute mm. it in the U S that would make sense. Cause it was a very like low budget movie. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the next item here. Um, Oh, which one you want to talk about? Let's say, Oh, here's one that surprised me. Uh, Liam Neeson is set to reprise his role in ice road. 
2, The Road to the Sky. This is the Netflix, uh, um, you know, Ice Road Truckers. Ice Road? <laughs> yeah. Was it Netflix? It was a ne- I'm pretty sure it was a Netflix original. Um, this was directed by Jonathan Heslin, who did uh, the Punisher movie. Um, but it, I wait, don't wait, know. what are you talking about? Uh, Liam Neeson. He's coming back. There's uh, going to be a part two. Oh, the mm. Ice Road? The Ice yeah. Road. Yeah. With the girl from Prey? I she- didn't watch this movie. I'm just shocked that they made a sequel to this movie. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't that. I mean, I guess. Was Lawrence Fishburne alive now? First? I don't know if he made it. <laughs> I can't remember the movie. Oh. But they're, 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 they're started filming it. And. Um, oh, wow. I just thought there was a weird movie to, for, for Liam Neeson to, you know, to come back. I mean, no, didn't was it a big hit? Now. Was this a big hit? I, I'm well. I didn't even know what this movie is, so <laughs> I'm assuming not. <laughs> um, but since you brought up a, a weird thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a weird thing right. too. But uh, I so I got a an email today with a an invitation to a movie screening, and um, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think I made it. In, I don't think I I got there in time. But I'm gonna bring it up because I didn't even know this movie good, got good. made. Uh-huh. I didn't know if it was a movie that got made. I remember uh, it's a Peter Farley movie, and I remember Peter Farley talking about this movie um, back in like the Dumb and Dumber, back when Dumb and Dumber Two was still new. Mm-hmm. And this was supposed to be a movie that was supposed to be his next film at the time. The the both Farley brothers, uh, the Farley brothers' next feature film with Jim Carrey. But I guess the movie got made. Peter Farley directed it. It's not with Jim Carrey, <laughs> and. Um, the movie I'm talking about is Ricky Stanicky, and it's a movie that um, it's supposed to be about like three childhood best friends or something like that, and uh, they always get into shenanigans, and they whenever they get in trouble, they blame everything on the made up fictional friend that they created in Ricky Stanicky, and they they go with the scenario until they're you know grown men, you know they 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 continue with the character you know with their wives and all that, and one day they have to introduce this character to their families. So they hire an actor to be this this guy or whatever, and it was originally supposed to be Jim Carrey, the, the actor that they hired. Mm-hmm. And this version, it's or in the version that they made, it's I guess John Cena. Oh, oh. so this is a uh, um, Peter Farley's new movie. It's John Cena and Zac Efron. Wow, pretty weird, right? So uh, that that's the same Peter Farley is the one who did your run with Zac Efron, right? Yeah, yeah, he loves him. William H. Macy's on, according to IMDb, and Andrew Stantin, St- Stantino, Stantino, the c- comedian. Oh, okay. And Jermaine and, Flower. Uh, yeah, Jermaine Fowler. He's probably the other best friend, I imagine. Uh, Zach Efron. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows if that's, uh, according to this, is also a rated R comedy, so maybe that's that's good. Uh, maybe this is uh, pretty weird, though. Peter Farrelly is going back to his roots. Maybe, hopefully. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because you know it's funny because like um, me and Richard started watching Louder Milk, which is a, a show that he created a couple years ago. It just uh, it just it just appeared on Netflix. It's three seasons. It's an old show. Uh, uh, we saw the first season so far, mm-hmm. and I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty cool. It's not. It's not Louder Milk. Louder Milk. It's with Ron Livingston. Uh, uh, he plays a a uh, burned out. Uh, Music critic, sober, who, yeah, music critic who now runs a uh, support group for alcoholics, or not just alcoholics, for drug addicts. 
and uh, sober living. Sober living, yeah. Thera- so, therapy, yeah. therapy guy, and he's all you know. He's a kind of a cranky son of a bitch character. It has that fairly style comedy to to it, but it's also I feel the first season a little bit uneven, but for the most part it's pretty funny. It's like an old, it's really that old school kind of like you know cranky characters saying a bunch of uh, cranky stuff. <laughs> so I had fun with it. I think it's kind of probably be the same here, you know, uh, that type of you know cranky comedy. Um, maybe. And he and Peter Fair I mean, and Peter Fairley directed a very sitcom premise. Yeah, yeah. This is and Peter Fairley directed a couple, a lot of those episodes in the first season of Loudermilk. Um, I think it was originally in um, Canada. The, no, no, the audience uh, channel, which is the AT and T channel. It was like well, oh, you know, okay. during the day where Directv had their own original programming, AT and T had their original programming. It was like kind of the cable streaming wars that, that all these people didn't didn't make it. And so, yeah, I finally got it on Netflix, and it was actually quite successful on Netflix. It was on the top ten for a while. It's, I think it's still in the top ten, so people are finally rediscovering it. So if we, I don't know, maybe this is a perfect time to come back to its uh, comic roots, especially now that you know people are watching Louder Milk and seem to really enjoy it. So I don't know. Hopefully yeah. it's good. Hopefully it's not you know a bomb or anything. Or hopefully it's not. It's, <sighs> I just, I just disappointed that Jim Carrey didn't, you know, come back yeah. or didn't do it because he it was, they pretty much pitched it to him. I mean, d- d- and, he, and he talked about it over the years, Jim Carrey. I, I mean, Raymond, you were talking about how you just, you're watching uh, Ted. Doesn't that feel like yeah. an old school kind yeah. of comedy? They're, you know, maybe people want, you know, you know, we, like we talked about this uh, previous on previous episodes, how much. The comedies that came out last year was really disappointing. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's, you know, Ted. I heard good things about this Ted series. Yeah, maybe people uh, want that kind of old school vibe again. But I, would, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Ted is that old school vibe. Okay. I'd say it's very much modern. <laughs> it's very modern. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I just say that because it was supposed to, uh, supposedly set in the 90s. So um. It is set in the 90s, but it almost feels like it. It takes place in the modern day, mm. like a sitcom, very sitcom, it, sitcom t- stuff. Not really. That's probably. That, I wish it was more sitcom. Um, actually, well, maybe that's you should, you one should of the issues. Check out Louder Milk. Maybe you'll like it more. It's it's kind of has that '90s type of vibe. I liked a couple first episodes. Really good. They they go. It's like I said. It's uneven, but it has that fairly brothers vibe to it. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I've always liked their comedy, and mm-hmm. they've made other TV shows in the past that you know, I've true. watched. Oh, and yeah, Laddermilk is also, the, um, I believe, the guy who did um, The Ringer. I believe the same writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they team up again. Um, yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. Oh, it's just, they've, they've made, like, other stuff on TV in the past, usually stuff that d- didn't last very long, but I've, I've always enjoyed it, mostly because, you know, of their humor. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll like it. I didn't know it exists, but, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, Rich, um, what's your thoughts on Jonathan Majors? <laughs> it's magazine, magazine Dreams. Uh, yeah, sort of expected <laughs> that the uh, Fox Searchlight was going to drop it or, or at least drop it on, uh, 
I'm sure they didn't want it in their profile on Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. They didn't want to be affiliated with it, it with it, with it at all. So yeah, I mean, is it. is this the end for Jonathan Majors? Because you know, initially, so for those who don't know, Magazine Dreams was supposed to be his Oscar contender. Everyone was talking about how good he is in this movie. It was supposed to come out last year. During the Oscar season, so you know his name was supposed to come up and as a possible Oscar contender, that didn't happen because of the controversy that he had, you know, the trial and all that stuff. Uh, the news came out that Search uh, Searchlight Films or has dropped the film because of the controversy surrounding it, and now they're shopping it to to different uh, studios to see if they could, someone will pick it up. Yeah, I'm sure someone will pick it up, like Vertigo or. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's, but it's never. I don't think it's going to get any kind of spotlight. I don't think it's going. Maybe it's just going to be uh, a VOD direct. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it it played in Sundance last year, I believe, and it's got some good buzz. He's playing a bodybuilder with uh, emotional problems. Apparently, um, it's also it's also a disturbing performance by Jonathan Majors. So it doesn't help that, you know, the the controversy surrounding him. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because the guy, you know, it's not the director behind it. Well, it's it's unfortunate for everyone that worked on the movie. Yeah. 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 The director. Sort of like, it's sort of like, um, yeah, almost as bad. I mean, or or whatever, uh, Apple plus and putting out emancipation. (laughs) I mean, mean, when after Will Smith slap, right. It's, it means like, that movie kind of worse. I think this is worse. Because... I know, but <laughs> this is way worse. No, uh, but that's because the emancipation they are are was already scheduled, mm-hmm. right? right. And, they couldn't they Smith, couldn't back out of that. And Will Smith, I'm I'm sure had a much better contract mm-hmm. or whatever to release it. You know, whatever. so what uh, does Jonathan Majors do now? I mean, he tried to come back with an apology interview on ABC. It was so strange. It was so man, such a cringe. such a creepy. Yeah, he didn't really apologize. He kind of still pleaded. He innocent. came off like a like a super villain or almost <laughs> like a like he felt like a real life Doctor Evil or something like. But like if Doctor Evil wasn't like a comedic character and he was like real, you know what I mean? Like there was something very like unsettling about that the whole interview. Well, it's the whole thing where that that whole um. Uh, whatever that 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 saying they that he, that they got revealed was that him talking talking to himself in a third person kind of thing. Where, oh yeah, uh, and that's the one that really you know <laughs> made him look like a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, I made him go. Oh my god, there's there's definitely there's a screw problem. loose there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's a, that's like, the mentality they they, they go they go. That's no, we can't do. And it's, it really seems, like yeah, it, and it was it was so strange because he because he, Jonathan Majors like. He he felt like in that during that whole like apology, I guess mm-hmm. it felt like he was give like acting. You know what I mean? I felt like he was doing a performance, but yeah. like a really bad performance. Yeah. And I was just like, it, it, I don't know. It was to me, it was like the equivalent of like watching a comedian bomb. It was like watching <laughs> Joy Coy at the at the Golden Globes. <laughs> well, that's that's. That, that. You know the Hollywood mentality. I guess it was just very cringy, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it just it came off very, really, really, very cringy. Yeah, yeah. And I and it was so obvious that it was all bullshit, and it was he. It was just he kind of disturbing because it, it made him seem like a very kind of sick man. And I, know, I, I, I think I, I think, think it did them no favors. It's all. It's not all his fault. It's the way they that he was. Treated. Oh, I know. I mean, it's 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 
they, the, when they got their hooks on him, mm-hmm. he's the, talking about Hollywood. When they, when he got invited mm-hmm. to the you know the the uh, the you know the within parties and stuff like mm-hmm. the Hollywood they, within, they blow up his ego. They yeah they basically brainwashed. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. That's uh, so he, uh, he he obviously didn't he he wasn't he wasn't grounded at all. Mm-hmm. So he felt fell for it. It's basically you know it's their their version of uh um a Scientology. <laughs> well, I mean Hollywood's filled with so many fake people and also vampires exactly. and parasites. So they got to blow yeah. up this guy's ego because he's making money at the at the time. And so you blow up the guy's ego so much, so you can also feed off of that fame and also make money on yourself. And once he's gone, once he's not good for you no more, you can't sell a product no more, you you, you toss him off. And then he's oh, still okay. stuck with his kind of ego brain, thinking that he could convince America with this whatever interview, and then he can't. You know, it, it comes off disingenuous. And it, it, you but, could kind of see the, the 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 fake facade of his personality. It might not even be him. It might be his people. I mean, I think still, the pe- I think guided. his people probably said not to do this interview because oh, <laughs> I don't know about that at all. I think I think I I I don't think I I think this is the reason why they don't they didn't put him on the on the on the stand because <laughs> remember they didn't put him on the stand he in the trial on that interview. He wanted to, but he, yeah, right. he thought he was going to be able to win it. Yeah, or whatever. I know because he's crazy, and I think his people know, or at least his lawyers probably knew that. He probably had a better chance to not put him on the stand. Look, to be that's, on- that, that's like that's that's a that's another thing that you just bring up, man. Because I think that's when you watch that interview, it's like this man is psychotic. <laughs> yeah, it's and- weird. It's a weird. It's a real weird kind of interview. It's a it's weird. It's almost as bad as Alec Baldwin saying he didn't shoot. Yeah, I know exactly I will, the same thing. I, I, I guess the, the one thing I can say is, um, like you know, to do uh you know credit to jonathan majors i guess uh r kelly's interview was worse (laughs) (laughs) when you say young people what do you mean young people whatever that was when you say i don't remember his his whole thing with like he goes he goes i forgot the question was like do you hang out with underage kids or underage (laughs) women he goes when you say underage do you mean underage or something? He was trying to work him work a uh, angle because I do know a lot of underage people <laughs> so like that. Ah <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it's it's a, yeah that was much worse. But that guy's obviously <laughs> guilty. <laughs> well, he's in jail. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was yeah definitely worse. Uh, let's get off uh, Jonathan Majors for now. Um, but I do think that he might have a. a career um eventually but it's not going to be anytime no it's going to be small. oh it'll it'll take like 10 years and uh, i'm not sure if it would be that much because i think so i think you might actually get you know in like the tyler perry film stuff like that they'll, oh, they'll take care okay. of him. i mean Tubi has even, a lot even, of even for, movies but... <laughs> even for the tyler perry movies to happen i didn't even that's like five years away mm. no no not at all i don't i mean i, I don't think he's it's not like he's going to start with Ken Spacey anytime soon, like that. So who knows? Maybe no, no, no. I no, I agree with that, but I also feel that he's like in a position where, when if he's going to sneak back into to the business, like it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot of him, like doing a lot of small roles 
a lot of supporting roles. That's fine. Yeah, Tyler Perry. But, stuff like that. I mean, he's gonna yeah, but I, I, I think it's going to still take at least like a five-year wait for those roles to come his way. I mean, look at Mel Gibson, right? It took a, he took a, 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 he disappeared for a long time. Yeah, and it's mostly he's, he's much more welcome as a director than I say an actor. Yeah. And yeah. and and he was way more established. Like, this guy was barely getting his career going. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But is that also that guy from Who Played Easy E? He's kind of gone too, and he had, yeah. a, he had a controversy around. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, did he? Yeah. For, for, he 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 started in the uh, show the 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 chai, and there was something about onset behavior. I forget what was mm. his name. The guy who played Easy E. Uh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, and he's he's kind of been gone. I don't know. I don't know if he has been play, acting. I don't know what his credits are. Yeah, but he's hanging out with Terrence Strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's tough business. It, it, you know, this is what sucks about Hollywood. You you so your persona, your your real life persona plays so much part of your 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 career that's hard to, especially when you're you know. Not the you know like say you're not the model citizen, you know, Jason and then Mitchell. who is really? But it plays so much into your your how you get a career that's tough. It's you know, not giving the excuses to anybody, but it's, it's it's really hard to kind of balance that you know balance who your online or you know your real life persona, you know your real life and your career, and because you're a because you're an actor that all kind of melts together. Yeah, and it's hard I mean, to separate that shit. It's um, so it's a tough business, the show business. Um, well, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the uh, Jason Mitchell's IMDb. He was the Easy E actor. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, since getting canceled, he's been in five movies or four, four movies. Okay, and they're all kind of very small, kind of B movies or maybe D movies, and uh, you know, like two B movies basically, uh-huh. <laughs> and. Uh, and it's, I mean, it took years for this to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it says he did one in 2021 and then he did three in 2023. Now, Jonathan Majors, I think it's in the worst position, right? So it would probably take like at least six years, right? Well, how long is it going to take for TJ Miller? <laughs> I mean, he's already back, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of back. He's doing comedy still, right? Yeah. That's really he's doing. He's been doing. He's been doing stand up and just basically talking about his mental health and saying that, you know, he's he's fucked up in the head. That's all people needed to hear. <laughs> I mean, also like when is uh Louis CK coming back? Is he coming back? Mm. No. No. Yeah, and talk about director too. I mean, he had, he had a lot of um mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah, I, I think for comedians it's like they're able to still make their way back, you know, just by doing stand up cuz I know Louis C.K. is still doing comedy, and I—I I mean, I guess T.J. Miller is doing comedy, but yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, these people kind of just disappear. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, there's, there's also so many people who are willing to take their place. Anyway, you know, there's just too many people in Hollywood. I mean, I mean, struggling and 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 trying to get into the same door. Um, Come on, we gotta we gotta um, protest. <laughs> We want uh, T.J. Miller and Deadpool three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got We got to have a scene with Weasel and Wolverine together. <laughs> well, I think he hates Ryan Reynolds, right? I remember him saying like it wasn't oh. the best experience working with him. Maybe. Yeah, I remember him saying something about how he didn't like him getting all the good jokes, and then they rewrote it mm-hmm. the scene, and then where Ryan would get the the better jokes or something like that. It was always a competition or something. I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
Hey, uh, we got to talk about Linda Ronstadt biopic. Selena Gomez is gonna. It's attached to to star, and David O. Russell is attached to direct. Uh, Rich, you said that uh, Selena Gomez is a perfect choice for Linda Ronstadt. Uh, I wh- do. Whoa, yeah. I, 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 Expand I mean, on that. Because I saw the Linda Ronstadt biopic, I mean, not biopic, uh, uh, documentary. documentary, and I, 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 I really enjoyed it. It was a quick, uh, quick watch, and uh, I think Selena Gomez is probably the perfect choice because she has that look of that, um, and uh, I believe she's from Texas, and she has Mexican descent. Too, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, it's, it truly is. I mean, she's got that same look, and she pulled it off as a uh, Linda Ronstadt as a youth for a little bit. I mean, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, um, uh, just put a little makeup to make her look a little younger, and then yeah. a little makeup to make her look a little older. She's exactly. at that right age. Yeah, and, and she's a singer. David O. Russell as the yeah. director. Do you think that's a right wise choice too, or you know, is he going to bring something to the? To I mean, he's the... a he's a good filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a he is a good filmmaker. And I just saw um, Silver Lines Playbook the other day again for, for, for second time, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's just um, he's just one of those guys that. Um, that deserves another another shot. Well, what was what, oh Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie sucked. You guys ever watch it? No, no, I never did. But, but I mean, he was he like had a lot of hits there. Joy, I mean, Joy was a bomb too, and yeah, so but it was good. I like Joy. It was good enough. Uh, it, it was it, it was, was fine. fine. Yeah. I mean, I it, it wasn't a bad movie. I just don't know why it was made. <laughs> Now, do you want to see Linda Ronstadt years with the Eagles or, you know, that kind of California rock and roll 70s era? Or do you want really to see care. her? I'm, uh, to be yeah. honest, this, is, this isn't this isn't necessary for myself speaking. This isn't the biopic I necessarily wanted. Uh-huh. So I trust David Ayer making a good movie. Or David Ayer. <laughs> yes, David, David, uh, David O. Russell. <laughs> David O. Russell making a good movie. So I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll trust him. I'll let him do. I'll let him do do whatever. I, no. I'll, I'll go see it. But, Linda Ronstadt back in the day was linked to a lot of famous people back then. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, she it was it was basically her, her band that her backup band that started the Eagles. I mean, um, it was Glenn uh, Fla- it was Glenn, Glenn Fry and uh, uh, Donna Henley. Mm-hmm. That um, that's where were, they first met. Were, yeah. were part of her band, so that's where they first met, and they went on to start the Eagles or whatever, or join the Eagles or whatever it was. Yeah, and she was very much uh, part of that California rock and roll seventies era. Yeah. Which is like kind of country rock. Mm-hmm. E- you know, like you're saying, Eagles, uh J- Jackson and Brown and Right, Jackson guys. Brown. And she dated a lot of those guys yeah. too. So it's good then no, but good characters could, out there. This this movie could be also about her in the eighties where she's kind of, you know, going back to her Mexican roots with the mm-hmm. my uh, Tejano roots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the singing though also or it could be also when didn't she got diagnosed with something recently um, yes i mean that's what that was in their uh, documentary i mean uh-huh. it, was, it was just a sad it's going to be a sad ending if it, for her life because um, well they're probably not going to cover her whole entire life no right? but they'll they'll they'll, they'll definitely got to you know mention oh it yeah mention it yeah yeah oh. but, but but by mentioning it i mean just have like some letters at the end of the movie right um yeah you mean right? like like a little pre uh, uh like like a, a prelude to to in letter, yeah, lettering yeah, a little <laughs> yeah you know i mean that's all it needs right yeah. i mean i don't i don't really like when biopics like cover an entire lifetime <laughs> <laughs> like let's just cover like a little a little section you know <laughs> just i'm look i'm not i'm not against biopics that you know that that cover a whole lifetime because I, I watched a lot of those growing up 
It's just, I think, you know, I've seen so many of them that I'm at this point in my life, I'd rather just see biopics that cover just like a specific time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily like a whole lifetime. But even in her, in her documentary, she, at one time she was the biggest, per- she was the biggest woman in rock. Mm-hmm. She was the most highest paid too at the time. Mm. So that's something. She was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, really quick uh, before we end this episode, uh, your thoughts on Supergirl casting? <laughs> I don't know if I care about oh. this, but I mean, oh, yeah, I, I think or, or Raymond, yeah, I, I think you probably have some thoughts. Who, who, who were the actresses that so, are are up for the role? So is we are probably actresses I've never heard of. It, wait, is this for a standalone movie or is this part of the new yeah, James Gunn? standalone? Okay, so Super- well, both, both. Okay, uh, there was three people in the mix. That's Millie Alcock. Who was from the Game of Thrones? Oh, okay. Or no, what's it? House of the Dragons. She was uh, yeah. Millie. What? Alcock. Alcock. Did you see House of Dar- uh, House of uh, House of the Dragons? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, uh, Amelia Jones, who's from uh, um, uh, Richard's favorite movie, uh, Coda. Oh yeah. And then this girl, I never, never heard of Meg Donnelly, who apparently is a. Uh, I think she did the voice of Supergirl in the cartoon or something like that. Is that what it is? Oh, she's like a, a Disney actress. Yeah. I, I, I just looked her up. I mean, yeah, she's a Disney actress, like all these Disney movies. Okay, so that's probably the one I would not want to go with. Um, I only saw Coda, and yeah, that actress is great. I don't see her as Supergirl, but I mean, she was a great actress, so that, that's there. There's that. Um, Millie Alcock, again, I haven't seen uh, House of the Dragon, but I mean, Everyone's obsessed with her. Everyone said she's great. So um, she'd probably be my choice, I guess. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, isn't this too soon for a Supergirl movie? I mean, why would they announce this now? Yeah, because if you make, I mean, if it's, if it's hard enough to do Superman, I mean, how how much harder is it going to be? I mean, it's going to, I mean, Supergirl is, I mean, you still have maybe to she's maybe she's doing a cameo. Maybe she's doing a cameo in the in the Superman movie, and oh, that's yeah, why they're yeah. casting her. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. But, yeah. I mean, to me, I like the Coda girl. The Coda's. I think uh, Amelia Jones is. I think I thought she was really. She good. has. She has a. She has kind of like a, a Supergirl look, but I'm thinking of kind of like the Melissa Benoist Supergirl, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I from supposedly the the comic they're adapting the the one James Gunn. Uh, the reason he wants to make this movie is supposed to be a really, really dark comic. And, um, I don't, I don't know if I see that the girl from Coda as in a dark role. Um, <laughs> that's why maybe I'll, I'd rather go for the house of the dragon actress. Cause uh, that's a dark show, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a very <laughs> so, dark show. Yeah. She was yeah, like so the darkest I, character there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she makes sense. Um, but Coda, I mean, she's a great actress, but I don't, I don't know. I see Again, I see her as like a more, bright and happy kind of mm. melissa benoist type of supergirl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah there you go oh uh, i got nothing really much to add to that rich yeah i don't really care yeah me yeah. <laughs> i mean as far as all i know is that for sure they're going to be uh it, um in their video games and uh the cartoon whatever version of it so that's probably all that's gonna 
come out from the role anyway. Right. Yeah. I more cartoons. Yeah. It's most, mostly, mostly it's, it's going to be, be cartoons and other stuff. It's like got to be the right. Superman first. Superman's right. got to be a huge hit first. Right. To see if they're going to go continue on with Superman. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on Star Trek new movie that they're that Paramount's is developing here? It's going to be a prequel to to the J.J. Abrams films, and it's going to be the guy who directed that um, Black Mirror episode. Oh. Uh, but also yeah. he did Andor. Um, oh, really? Todd Hayden? Haydens? Is that his name? No, wait, that's the other director. <laughs> What's this? Toby? Toby Haynes. Is that his okay. name? But it's supposed to be uh, a, a, a prequel to to the the James J. J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Are which you, is weird because they were already prequels, right? I mean, like, what? Yeah, how far back can you go? Strange new world. It's true. I, I, I so are know. they just going to mm-hmm. focus more on like his on his like? Like college days, back like in the school days and the academy and stuff. Like, or what? What's the goal? Maybe, maybe the the academy. It's just another reboot. Mm. If it's oh, do you think maybe maybe that's maybe they do want to go academy because then they could sell it to a young audience. It could be like their uh, Gen V or whatever. Do they mention Enterprise? <laughs> in the it's just Star Trek. Is it, it says Star Trek movie. I don't know. Maybe it is an Enterprise. Uh, maybe the Enterprise will be a part of it. No, I mean that's the, that's a thing. Enterprise, Enterprise is the is the the main thing of, as Star Trek. I mean, if there's going to be a prequel, is going to continue? Is going to be Enterprise, or are they going to make up a whole new ship or whatever? I don't. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I, I no, I think it's going to most likely be the Enterprise. It's going to be the crew of the Enterprise, or maybe they're going to be stuck in the Academy before they right. Because I think the first movie was them the first time on the Enterprise, right? Well, then all I care is like. <laughs> They give a cameo to Scott Bakula. <laughs> give passed on keys. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, maybe right. Maybe you know. Oh, maybe it's not going to be the original ca- uh, Enterprise uh, crew. It's going to be a totally different ship. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I even care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. It, it takes place decades before the events of the tw- 2009 Star Wars or Star Trek. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care at all. So it's a guy. I guess it's gonna be a totally different crew and totally different uh, uh, characters. Um, I I mean, as as long as it's a different uh, design, I mean, they got to go cheaper again because mm-hmm. those Star Treks, those those JJ Abrams Star Treks were really expensive and did not pay out for them all all three of them. Yeah. So this is this is just another reboot. Yeah, it's just another reboot. Basically, yeah, it's just another so, franchise uh, with extension. new characters yeah. with all with all new characters. Yeah. So it's just an, a sci-fi movie, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there's like no. It seems like there's going to be no connections to Star Trek at all, right? Yeah. Other than maybe the Academy is going to, you know, the the Federation and stuff like that, and a couple background things, yeah. like mostly just take place in the same world. Yeah, yeah. decades this is before bullshit. <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I guess I, it could be exciting in the fact that it's just going to be an original sci-fi movie, but I I don't care. Yeah. I think I just, I, Star I Wars, I, it's funny because Star Wars and Star Trek and all these properties just are being totally worn out. And I, I think it's time for people to think up new ideas. That's why ideas. people went to go see Barbie, right? That's why people went to go see The Beekeeper and Mean Girls. And I think that's why, you know, like you get this in the news recently about how Steamboat Willie, the Mickey Mouse character, is now going into public domain and that now now people could use that the image and come up with their own stories. I think that's the reason that was... Everyone, a, every, everyone's just making horror movies and yeah, horror video games because it's cheap. I think 
maybe that's the future of this stuff, these IP stuff. Stop worrying about what the studios are doing and maybe have give the power to just regular people to come up with new stuff. Even as know, stupid as horror if... movies, like or whatever, winning winning the pool horror movie. Even as stupid <laughs> as that, maybe that's uh, someone will come up with something with these uh, public domain characters, or you know. I just hope it's an original idea. I, I don't want I don't want another con. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to go back in time and pick up a whale. I don't want them, you know. Uh, I, I I want them to do a whole new story, mm-hmm. all new characters. Uh, if they got to keep the Enterprise, keep the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But you know, come up with new characters, and they don't have to be linked to anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even have to have a Vulcan on the ship. I mean, you know, fuck up. I mean, just no. But they could have a um, like what what was that? What's that character from Next Generation that like? The Borg look like a butthole. Yeah, they should have a character like that. Oh, yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. the Cleon? I mean, the There'll Cleons. be aliens. So yeah, they should have, have some Cleons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you gotta have aliens on your ship. That's for sure. But you don't have to have, have a Vulcan and always have no a Vulcan sign it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I have a Cleon. You don't there. Always have to you know have triple triplets. Triples, whatever. Triplets. The trouble with triplets. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean you, you don't have to have any all that shit. Just the please you know someone right <laughs> and then they they, they, they they and people don't really care about that stuff anymore i mean i think no no it's it's grown so old that i you don't have to be right. canon right whatever right. it is just i uh, just you know have it have a, a spaceship in space okay tracking okay um rich final final thoughts here Polly shore as richard simmons <laughs> Yes, I hope it's as, I hope it's as good as it as Weird Al's. <laughs> so, Paulie Shore just released a trailer recently or a teaser where he's playing Richard Simmons. He wants to do. He's been trying to get this uh, biopic off, and I think he says it's a pretty much a dramatic. I mean, I don't think there's a joke in the. I, I haven't seen the trailer yet or the teaser, yeah. uh, but he is trying to get this development deal where he is playing Richard Simmons. It makes sense. He looks like Richard Simmons. Uh, uh, he, he does. He kind of does. He. I know. I know. <laughs> it it would have been a. It's, it would be a good kind of uh, vehicle for him to. You know, if. But I don't know if Paul Paulie Shore has any kind of dramatic, <laughs> a, a, a good dramatic bone in his body. I don't know. But uh, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, and I haven't seen the t- teaser. I'm, I'm going to check it out later. But they just released it. And uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on Paulie Shore, Richard Simmons biopic? I think he's still pissed that. Uh, that he's the only one in the Sino man that doesn't have an Oscar. <laughs> and this is, his, this is his chance. This is his chance. <laughs> this is the, uh, uh, the Renaissance, the Polissance. <laughs> Why not me? I, I, just, I was an Encino man. <laughs> well, I, I, I know Richard uh, Simmons has spoken out about this and he's like very against it. Yes. Richard, who's been extremely reclusive the last couple of yes. years. Has come, finally has come out because of this and says, no, 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 I don't like this. I don't want Paulie Shore <laughs> as me. He's like, no, cast John Cena as me. <laughs> he didn't say that. He doesn't want any movies made about him. Yes. But um, I know I know they're doing a Michael Jackson biopic uh, finally. They're oh, yeah, yeah, playing. that's true. Um, was it, and, I mean, who, who's the director of that one? Um, Antoine uh, Fuqua? Antoine Fuqua, yes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean that actor is going to be uh, out of who else? So it's going to be his nephew, whatever Michael Jackson's nephew. <laughs> ah, shit! It's been, you know, 
Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in that one. Yeah, me either. Especially when the the, the family's like producing. Yeah, it. it's got to be a fluff piece. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I don't know if I necessarily wanted the movie to cover some of the controversial stuff from later in his career. <laughs> That's anyway. true, but <laughs> I think I would have probably just wanted the movie to cover like some stuff from the, in the early in the in the glory days. <laughs> Oh, apparently the 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 Pauly Shore movie is a sh- or teaser is a short film that's going to premiere at Sundance next week. Oh, so that's okay. It's called Thank the God. Court Jester. Jester. Yeah. So that's what it is. Teaser. Because other than Pauly Shore, they have a that one actor that's uh, I think I've I've seen Chuck. I mean, he's a, he's one background actor that you'll you instantly recognize. Uh, I didn't uh, see it. The teaser. Yeah. Yet. So <laughs> you'll you'll instantly recognize that he's, he's one background. The background actor that mm-hmm. throughout the, the is that redhead guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got more film time. Oh, sure. Now. I I think that's about it. Uh, Rich, final thoughts. No doubt we'll reunite in Coachella <laughs> this year. For real? Yeah, that's what. Oh they, yeah. According yeah. according to the, the, the news that came out today, uh, no bit doubt we'll yeah. reunite on Coachella for the first time in nearly ten years. We were just wow. talking about this about uh, uh, Gwen Stavani because she's just yeah. received an uh, uh, award or uh, Hall of Fame Orange award, County, Orange yeah. County. And I go, man, are, did, did any of the No Doubt guys showed up for that uh, <laughs> ceremony? I, I go, do they even talk? And uh, now this news came out that she's they're going to re- reunite, and I don't know. It's good news, I guess. Well, she just got her star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, also. So, oh, really? Was any yeah, so. new, anybody from the No Doubt guys over there? Showed no. up? <laughs> no. Yeah. So this is basically saying, yeah, okay, I'll I'll pay your rent for the next couple years. <laughs> 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 I, don't know. I mean, it's maybe, gotta be like a a big paycheck for those guys. I mean, the other guys, you know. The... I still think I still think Blake's gonna get paid more than those guys. Just <laughs> 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 for babysitting. <laughs> All right, I guess that's it for this episode of Inside Flex. That was great. Uh, we you know we had fun talking about some of the, the recent news, and uh, we'll be back next week. I'm not sure when the Oscars n- n- nomination is going to be announced, but it is next week. I'm we'll not sure when right we're out. going to record. Yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to record it. But anyway, we'll talk about it whenever, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, all right, bye bye everyone. <laughs>